The Print Files, where we bring you the inside story on the printing industry by Print21, the people who know print. Good day and welcome to this special episode of It's Been a Big Month in Print, the podcast for the print industry from The Print Files, where we dig deep into the big issues impacting the industry each month. I'm Wayne Robinson, editor of the Print21 Media Hub. And I'm Lindy Hewson, publisher of Print21 and also of PK and Packaging News. And we are here at PackPrint. It's day four and it has been a fantastic show so far, actually exhilarating. Everyone's so delighted to be back together, aren't they, Wayne? They so are. give me your top of top line impressions now that we're at the end of the day. Of the show. Well, top line impressions, Linda. Yeah, it is a, a very exciting to be here. There's a hundred exhibitors. Ex- the exhibitors have spent invested a lot of money on, on their booths, and the companies behind those exhibitors, the technology developers, it's evident they're investing huge amounts of money into the print industry. I mean, EFI, for instance, has got a thousand R and D staff. Uh, and that's typical across all, all these companies, Konica Minolta, mm. Fujifilm, HP Indigo. They're spending big on the future of the commercial print industry, whether that's labels, sign display, commercial. And it's August, that's kind of the message of the show. August really well for the future. They believe in it. They're spending big money on it. And while we've been at the show, print businesses, print businesses here themselves, they've also been spending money and investing in it. So the overall impression is of a print industry, like every industry that spent the last two years struggling through the nightmare of COVID, Print's done really well. I get the figures, I get the list every day of all the companies in Australia that have gone broke. Very few print companies in the last two years, which is testimony to the way that print businesses in this country have really worked hard to manage their businesses through that difficult time. Now this show kind of signifies we're at the end of that period. Of course, COVID's still here, but it's not COVID that's restrictive. We're at the end of that period, and this show, as you say, there's an exhilarating area. It's a springboard, going to be a springboard for the future. Yeah, and in this period of time where we've been, it's kind of felt like we're dormant. There's been nothing dormant about the R&D that's been happening, Mm. and the tech at the show, as we can both attest, is quite phenomenal. And uh, Print21 has awarded several hot picks, which we call the Print21 hot picks because of technology prowess. So do you want to talk us through just a little bit of that? Well, yeah, we can go. I'm not going to go through all. No, we, no, we've awarded we 23 awards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. each one of them awarded on merit because of the of what they bring to the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the technology is driving the print industry forward and, uh, and meeting the markets as they change. They say print is the industry that has greenified itself the most of any industry. Anyone that's been in print was in print in the last century, which sounds a bit weird saying that, as I was. But anyway, anyone that's in print in the last century knows it was a very different industry. Solvents, chemicals, waste. That was part of print. I mean, for people who worked in pre-press, <laughs> we, we kind of joke it was a death sentence, but, you know, you were dealing with difficult situations mm-hmm. and the, the waste was huge. These days, the technology has led the drive into a much greener industry. And we're seeing that here at, at Packprint. For instance, Kodak Sonata Extra Plates, uh, one of the process, new breed of process-free plates, awarded a hot pick. Rob Molly told me that 75% of print businesses in Australia are now using that Sonata, and he's expecting that to be 100% within 18 months' time. So there's no printer that's using a Kodak plate, and of course, Fujifilm uh, and, and all, all the other plates as well, Agfa, mm-hmm. they're all moving in that direction. All that solvent, all that process and the water, the energy that's used, the waste, all gone. And that's kind of also one of the impressions of this show is that the, the, the greenification of print 
is really evident here. We've seen that on various booths as well. But yeah, as far as the technology is concerned, the hot picks, please go to the Print21 website. You'll see all those hot picks, all 23 of them. We're very proud to have awarded those uh, technologies, those, those, there's, there's uh, digital presses, there's software solutions, there's finishing solutions, uh, terrific bunch of awards. Well done to all the exhibitors. And of course, for the suppliers, the exhibitors, um, they've been rewarded in other ways by, acquis- by, by purchases happening at, at the show that they've been announcing. Perhaps they were happening a few days before, but certainly there have been lots of announcements, a spate of purchases, in fact. Yeah, Wayne. that's right. And whether they were the deal was done before or on the stand, and there actually have been a combination of both. You yes, know, we, we have yes. seen kits sold and suppliers have seen people walk onto the stand and buy kit. We're right next to the TriMat stand. Uh, they've, the Australian manufacturer, really innovative finishing technology. They've had half a dozen machines that have just been sold off the stand. So, yeah, so Matt Johnson one, one, has one big smile on his face. <laughs> he, he sure does, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and that's the case for the other things. We've seen some very interesting purchases. Mm. Uh, I was on the Epsom stand yesterday and a company called uh, Footprint there, uh, which is a general commercial printer in Manjura in West Australia, off- offset and digital machines. They bought a whole new digital label system from Epsom, the, the, the Shore Press, the, the converting unit as well. Bought it actually through Fujifilm, which is an Epsom's distributor over there, all, all over mm-hmm. the country. To get into printing labels, not been in it before, plenty of wine, wine uh, yards, vineyards, I should say, mm-hmm. wine, wine people down there. And, and they believe Patrick Oldfield started the company. Now his children, James and Stella, are taking it over. They see that as the future. And that's also one of the big stories of this show. Digitization means that printers before, where print was a very siloed, world you've printed commercial you printed labels you printed signs you printed display now through digitization opportunities are opening up all over the place for print businesses to get into different areas and that company footprint in manjura is a great example of that they, mm-hmm. they've got gone from just being a general commercial printer now into the labels business uh, we also uh, saw revolution print uh, in victoria do the same thing mm-hmm. they went with uh, konica minolta and they bought a Curio Label 230, plus the, the finishing, the converting unit from that. They were doing a bit of labels. They were outsourcing it. Now they've gone whole in, in-house with labels. So mm, fantastic. Mm. And we've seen um, on the Curry Group stand, fantastic, impressive stand, which has just blown blown my mind with the executions that they've got. They're awful. Um, Little Bang Brewery, but that's another story. They have sold not one, not two, but three so far, 6K um HP Indigo 6K digital label presses. One went to Saw uh, Saw Communications Group, SEG, that's in New Zealand. Um, one went to Ultra Labels, and that's going into their Barossa Valley facility. And another one to Lightning Labels, also in New Zealand. And I'm pretty sure there'll be more announcements coming soon. Well, that's right. And the Curry Group stand has been busy. Obviously, it's the biggest stand here. Uh, they have had the, the uh, HP 100K on display here, which is the B2, amongst their many displays, yeah. the B2 sheet-fed non-stop machine, which they say will hasten analog to digital conversion, 6,000 sheets an hour. And, and actually on the stand yesterday, I saw Rod, bumped into Rod Dawson, Heath and Curvis at the, from, from Southern Impact. They've become the first company in the Southern Hemisphere, and it's a funny expression, certainly the first company in Australia, New Zealand, and the, and the Southern Hemisphere to buy a HP Indigo 15K HD press. Fifth, that, that press is, they call it, HP Indigo, call it the Swiss Army Knife. So the 100K is non-stop production, high volume work. The 15K, B2, uh, has extra units on it for extra colors. So There's a seven unit press, I think. I could be wrong on that. Well, I'll get corrected if I am. Um, it has a lot of flexibility for producing a lot of products. Rod Dawson, 
managing director of Southern Impact, fantastic company, uh, told me they hadn't really been involved, hadn't been involved in any capex for the last two or three years because of COVID. Key part of their strategy, and really it's a message for all print businesses here, is investment in new technology will drive the company forward and open up new opportunities for them, make them more efficient, cut costs, open up new markets. So that's the first 15K, HP Indigo 15K, coming into the country at Southern Impact. The company will consolidate much of its previous digital presses. It's got half a dozen digital presses. Many of the SRA3 presses, many of those will go, including an HP Indigo that's a SRA3 machine that's done 230 million impressions been in there for a decade, which is which is quite a story in itself. Yeah. So Southern Impact actually was one of the award winners last night. They won in a collaboration that they did with Ball and Doggett yeah. um, on a recipe book, printing okay. amongst other things. So let's get on to the awards. Yeah. Yeah. We all went to the uh, National Print Awards last night. It was a mammoth award session at all the Pikers, the LIA Awards and the National Print Awards given out there. So it was a huge night. Uh, congratulations to all the winners. Australian Print I, I talk regularly with people from all around the world in, in my role and I often ask them, what's the story of the Australian print? Are we behind? Are we ahead? What's the cause? So I, they all say we are at the top of the game in, in world terms. And you, you would have seen that from the work that was produced last night from the, from the awards. Congratulations to all the winners. Congratulations to the young people who were there, the LIA Graduate of the Year Awards. Fantastic to see young people coming into the industry with so much enthusiasm and passion and brains, which is uh, great to see. Now, of course, um, we are here at PacPrint. We have focused a bit on PacPrint, but meanwhile, in this big month, there have been other stories, Wayne. Tell me a bit about what's been going on at IVE. Yeah, there's a lot of stories going on. It doesn't stop for yeah. now. We've got more to report. There's some big stories coming up as well. Uh, IVE, the uh, marketing communications group, printing group, has just raised its guidance for the year and it's uh, or said it's going to be $750 million a year. That's a 14% uplift on last year, which is fantastic. Partly, of course, because COVID's ended. Uh, partly through its acquisition of AFI branding and active display group. Um, net profits up. Uh, the Also, the EBIT data is up uh, all on last year. So all figures trending really well there, Five. Congratulations to them. The the new super factory at Brayside, which will consolidate all the active, all the active sites, all the AFI sites and IVE's existing display business down there. That's running a little behind schedule. Now it's going to open in September because weather has been really impacting on anyone who lives on the east coast of Australia knows that the weather has been a nightmare for the last few months with the rain. So obviously impact significantly mm. on construction and of course COVID as well. But IVE, yeah, a very positive uh, outlook there given by Jeff Selig. So good for IVE. And what's good for IVE, of course, is good for the whole industry. And there have been some big stories coming out of Opus Ovato. Yeah, that's right. Ovato has um, it sold its book printing business, formerly known as Griffith Press down in Adelaide. High spec, highly specified business. It sold it to Opus Group. Opus is owned by Leftfield Group, which is a Hong Kong-based operation. They bought all the Opus businesses. Now, Leftfield Group, through Opus and through its own involvement in Ovato, it took over a $5 million mortgage, gave them a $4 million loan. Uh, uh, Leftfield now owns 14.7% of Ovato, obviously a significant shareholding. Uh, but I asked Richard Salak, is, is, is Leftfield intending to buy Ovato? He said, no, no, definitely not. We're not in the catalogs business. Uh, the, the loan was just because it was a better rate than we would get in a bank. Uh, and uh, the book printing business, which was waved through by the ACCC, actually, who actually knocked it back 10 years ago when Opus tried to do it again. The book printing deal was waved through. Uh, so, and that's what Opus's interest is in. So now books in Australia, book printing Australia is really consolidated with Opus owning most of the big book printing businesses. 
and they are aiming, they're believing that onshoring will come, will be a bigger and bigger factor in books as it is in many things. And again, digitalization on demand work enables that onshoring to happen, whether it's garments, people don't want to wait six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks for work to come back from China anymore. And then there's a the whole PC uh, story with China not being, people not wanting to be seen to be buying stuff from there because mm. of various mm. reasons of what's going on in trade relations. One of the things that came out of COVID was manufacturing in Australia is a big thing. Whether people will, in the print industry, any industry, will pay the extra that that necessarily entails, well, we'll wait to see on that yeah, one. Yeah, that does remain to be seen. Now, what's the story with Precision and Melbourne Mail? Yeah, that's right. As, we said, as you said, Lindy, lots going on. Precision Print Group has bought Melbourne Mailing. And actually, Precision will move into the Melbourne Mailing factory because it's, it's a much bigger place, creating a really big group there. Congratulations. And the, the MD of Precision Mailing um, is a great story because he actually started his uh, career at Melbourne Mailing as an apprentice. Wow. So many years ago, then he, he, he went off and, start and, and uh, started Precision and now he's bought Melbourne Mailing. So that's a fantastic story. Uh, yeah, uh, really good. And then um, we've had another acquisition in Melbourne, Peacock. AMR Hewitt. That's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, AMR Hewitt's 40 years in, in the uh, family business. Now. The business is much older than that. One of the most innovative, more innovative uh, can packaging companies in the country. Peacock Brothers, of course, a leading label printer. Uh, the Mimos, they wanted to look to sell the business and reach the end of the road as far as they were concerned in terms of their, their, their uh, life involvement in it. A great fit with Peacock Brothers because they're both family-owned companies, both similar values, mm. and it enables Peacock Brothers at a stroke to get into the Khan business. Uh, and for the AMR Hewitts, it means that their customers are looked after pretty much in the same way that they were because they're both family-owned companies, effectively. So, yeah, we're seeing much more of this consolidation, Lindy, going on. Print 21 in the coming month, July, will have some really big stories about consolidation that are happening, that's happening in the industry. So, Wayne, well, that brings us to a close here because um, we need to get around the show floor <laughs> uh, before it ends. And I think we can say quite safely that the future of print is looking solid. Yeah, that's been one well, of the real main messages of this show. If we move with the times, that's the issue, Linda. We can't stand still because we know if we stand still, we're going backwards. If we move with the times, certainly there's plenty of dynamics in the world at large, in business, in society, in commerce, uh, in technology to give printers a really optimistic view for the future. Well, I'm going to call that a wrap from my side. That's me, Lindy Houston, signing off. Of course, we always like your feedback, everybody. So keep listening. And this is goodbye from me, Wayne Robinson from PacPrint. It's been a pleasure. The Print Files podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Print21, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Print21, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast's audio, please contact Print21 via their website, that's print21.com.au, or send an email to editor at print21.com.au. You can subscribe to The Print Files via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on the printing industry at print21.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.